Welcome, welcome to the show, my ambitious ones. It is me, it is me, your girl, Labora Lee. And hold on, I got to fix something really quickly. And you have now tuned in to Ambitiously, the podcast. Yes, yes, you have. And today is Wet and Wired Wednesday. Although today we are going to get more into the wire aspect than the wet part. Reason being is uh, your girl was on vacation a couple of days. You know, I, I needed to take a few days off, clear my mind, get myself back together. And now I'm here. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the show. But before we do... Before we do, I have to play this quick promo. I'll be right back. What's good, my ambitious ones? I am here because Savage Fenty is offering up something extraordinary. You get two for $29 bras and 50% off other items for new VIP members. You heard me. Two bras for $29 plus 50% off of other items for new VIP memberships. I mean, you can't beat that. All right, I'm back. I am totally back. Let me tell y'all something. One thing that was for certain was the shock on everybody's, well, the shock on social media, especially when they found out Rihanna was pregnant again. I mentioned that because I just played the Savage Fenty commercial. And um, I thought it was important. Everybody was shocked. But anyway, let's get into the topics of today's show. Um, first and foremost, we're going to get into Drake. So let's do it. It's a lot going on with Mr. Drake. Um, whew, it's a lot going on, but we're going to get into it real quick. Okay. So Drake is trying to keep the kibosh on getting deposed in the t- um, the triple X tech Textation. I always have a problem saying his name. I don't know why, but um, trial. He is asking. Um, he is making some legal moves to try to get out of it. Um, the rapper filed a motion through his attorney, Bradford, um, Bradford Cohen, asking asking the judge to set aside the subpoena, requiring him to sit for a private deposition in late February. The judge was persuaded by arguments made by defense attorney um, Marcio Padilla and called Drake as a witness in the case. Padilla um, represents Derek Williams, one of the three defendants charged with the demise of Triple X. The murder... the trial, I, I, we're not supposed to say those words, and it was a slip. I apologize. But um, the trial for the three men began last week. According to the docs, Padilla sent Drake a Zoom link for the deposition without putting it under seal, which could have compromised um, Drake's security, given that he is an international star. Several days later, the docs say Padilla filed a notice with the court, but failed to include details on how the Zoom interview with Drake would be conducted. As a result, Drake says the subpoena was um, defective. 
Per the motion, Drake also um, claims his name never appeared in the investigation files and there's nothing to suggest that he has any relevant knowledge about the case. He believes it's unreasonable to ask him to sit for a deposition and says doing so is just an attempt to add more layers of celebrities and notoriety to a tragic and unfortunate event. Um, the judge has yet to make a final ruling on the Drake's um, on Drake's motion. It is what it is. Um, I'll start by saying this. I have a hard time understanding how Drake got tied up into all of this myself. I'm just being honest. Um, being as though the situation happened in Florida, and I'm more than certain that Drake was not in Florida. I don't even think. And these dudes that are on trial, it's like, how would they have any connection to Drake? How, like, he's not talking to them. Like, I, I doubt that Drake is calling them on the phone. Like, yo, I need you to do me this favor. Um, yeah, it has been said that Triple um, X did mention once, I believe, in a tweet or something like that, somewhere on social media, that if he ever was taken out, that Drake did it. But to be honest now, it's the industry. So stranger things have happened. But in this particular situation, I just don't see how Drake and the demise of this young man correlates. I, I just don't see it. In my mind, how? How, how does that go together? But, um, you know, they need to make it make sense. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, they really, really need to make it make sense because it makes no sense to me at all. Like, how did he become a part of this case? And my mind is like, okay, he said that young man did say that on social media, but people say a lot of weird things on social media all the time. And I do mean all the time. It's social media. The, the, listen, I just um, watched a um, show by a, a, a fellow, well, because I hate to call myself a YouTuber, but a fellow YouTuber. Um, and she pulled up some stuff that about Little Duvall that was like, whoa. So people say weird things on the internet all the time. I don't think that this um makes sense i don't think it just it doesn't make sense to me um i just don't see that drake would risk it all just because he had some words and some beef with this young man i don't think that drake now the the thing that started the um initial beef between the two drake bit his style i where that would cause for Drake to want him to be gone. And then some words were said between the two, but I just don't, I just don't see him risking it all just for the sake of taking this young man out. I just don't see it. So I'm going to need y'all to make it make sense. I, I am. I, I'm really going to need you guys to make it make sense for me because it doesn't make sense for me. 
Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what the judge says and if he's going to rule that Drake does have to sit down for a deposition. Um, I think that there will be um, tighter security measures in order for that to happen because you can't just send a link, a Zoom link to an individual and say, I need you to sit sit down for this deposition, especially somebody on Drake's level at his status. I just, you can't. It has to be some form of security in order for him to feel comfortable uh, with, you know, coming and, and, and participating or, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. I think that there should be a heightened level of security. That's just my personal take. But we're going to keep moving. Um, and I have to look for something in a minute, but I'll do it in a second. Um, okay, I know exactly where it is. So that's that. We'll see what happens. Now, let's get to um, Idris Alba. Idris Alba, he never ceases to amaze me sometimes. He just... Things with him pop up out of nowhere sometimes, and it's just like, whoa. Um, but this one, I don't know that I, I disagree with the scenario at hand, but let's get into it. So and Idris Alba is clearing up what he meant while he, um, when he recently said he is no longer calling himself a Black actor. This after much debate online by now saying, my job ain't about race. This is what Mr. Alba said. Um, the actor's original quote showed up in an interview he did with Esquire magazine this past week in which he said, I stopped describing myself as a black actor when I realized it put me in a box. Um, Mr. Alba added, at the time, as humans, we are obsessed with race. I concur. And that obsession can really hinder people's aspirations, hinder people's growth. Racism should be a topic for discussion, sure. Um, racism is very real. But from my perspective, it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. We've got to grow. We've got to... We've got to. Um, our skin is no more than that. It's just skin. His answer here sparked a lot of disclosure, as many felt this was a controversial take, saying how it's the same, um, it's in the same vein as what Morgan Freeman once said about Black History Month and racism. Namely, the best way to get rid of it is to stop talking about it. Well, Mr. Alba heard the ch all the chatter and decided to set the record straight on how he feels about his black heritage. On Saturday, he wrote, "This isn't a, there isn't a soul on this earth that can question whether I consider myself a black man or not. Well, I could just hear it in his British accent, but whatever. Um, so there isn't a soul that can question whether I consider myself a black man or not. During an um, being an actor is a profession, like being an architect. There are not, they are not defined by race. He added, however, if you define your work by your race, that is your prerogative. 
uh, lie. Uh, in other words, he's saying that he finds it counterproductive to describe anything a Black person does, especially as it pertains to work. With a racial qualifier, um, good. it was good of him to clarify it because for a minute there, there were some people who felt like he was falling into the O.J. Simpson category. By that, we mean that Juice once allegedly saying that he wasn't Black, but simply O.J. essentially trying to... Um, distance himself from his race, which was the object of a Jay-Z song. Y'all remember, y'all know the, the OJ song by Jay-Z? I kind of like that song too. But here's the thing. I don't believe that your profession should have anything to do with race. I'm going to be honest with you. It annoys me when maybe you fill out like a job application and, you know, at the end, they'll ask you things like your gender and then they'll ask you things like, what's your race? Are you Native American? Are you Caucasian? Are you African American or Black? Um, or are you other? I am annoyed by that question. I think that and from, from this day forth, that question should be taken off of job applications. I don't think that people should have to define what their race is. And because of this, I feel like a lot of people are discriminated against when it comes to job searches and things of that nature. And then they'll tell you you're lazy and you're not doing what you're supposed to do and get up and get a job and all of that good stuff, or yada, 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 yada. But if by chance your race is a consideration, if your race has something to do with it, then the odds are against you, and especially if you're from the African-American community, because we've always been looked down on. We've also always, almost always, been um, treated as though we're not equivalent to or equal to, and so therefore the pay the pay scale is different. Uh, the The way that they treat you at work is different. Um, it, it's, it's really a sticky situation, but I understand what he is saying and what he means by your profession should not be dependent on your race. There's no reason why that should come up. Why can't he just be called an actor? Why can't he say that I don't want to be called a black a actor? That's fine. It's his decision. How is that your decision to make on his behalf? That's not what he wants to say when when it comes. He's an actor. He's been in many movies. Um, he's won many awards. Like, why does he have to define what his race is in order to be considered a great actor? So I get where he's coming from. I totally understand it. Most people won't. But you know, over here, I always play devil's advocate. Because there are many ways to look at a situation. There's no, no one opinion. There's no one avenue. There's no one view. There's just no one of anything. Everybody's going to have their individual opinions, and that's okay.
You're allowed to. You're absolutely allowed to. He is allowed to feel how he feels about being titled a black actor. Morgan Freeman, although it may have come off a little differently, or maybe people took it in a kind of way, but I get it. Black people should not just have one month, which is this month, to celebrate being who they are. Um, just like, and I'm a, you guys know by now, as a matter of fact, make sure you check out um, Hood History this weekend, this Saturday, 6 p.m. It'll be airing. We're going to talk about some things. Um, but unfortunately, we only get this one month. We don't get a whole bunch of months. We get one month to talk about our history. And because I love history so much, I can say that there is all year round history for everybody else. Well, yeah, just about everybody else except for us. Oh no. And um Hispanic people. And I don't think that um indigenous people have a month either. But slowly but surely they try to add it in. But the thing is, and then you go and you sit back and they say, Well, we want to stop talking about race altogether. I don't think we should stop talking about it. I Totally think we should talk about it. And that's why I kind of agree with Morgan Freeman, but I don't at the same time. We should always talk about what our history is. Maybe don't call it Black History Month, just history. Just add it into the history. Don't take it out of the schools because there are many African-American children in this country. And they need to know what happened, how we got here, and, 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 and how it went down. They need to know all of that. I'm a firm believer in, and I say this all the time, you have to know where you came from in order to know where you're going. You change the narrative. You don't really change the narrative because it's history. It happened. These things happened to us, but I don't believe when it comes to, you know, race, that that should be included in your profession. I absolutely do not be honest with you. I think it's malarkey. I'm trying my best not to say any curse words. So I'm going to just say, I think it's a bunch of malarkey. I think that that should not be a part of getting a job or that should not be a part of who you are. In his case, an actor. I feel like you don't have to say I'm a black actor. I feel like he should just be able to say, I am an actor. I am a thespian. This is, these are the things that he should be able to say, and it should be okay with anybody who feels any kind of way about it. It should be okay. But we're going to run a quick commercial really, really quick. I'll be right back. And um, we're going to talk about some other things. Oh, no, not that. We're going to talk about some other things on the agenda. I'll be right back. What they're offering might just have you in the mood to get naked. Flex offers $100 off a six-pack of wine for $39.99, including shipping. Again, the offer is $100 off of a six-pack of wine for $39.99 with shipping included. These are not small bottles of wine. These are your normal-sized bottles of wine, and you're guaranteed to fill your wine cellar or have a really good time. <laughs> Get it now, y'all. Get it. 
Yes, I'm back. I'm telling you, I have you been naked. You're either going to be naked or you just have a really nice wine cellar. It's one or the other. But anyway, let's get into George Lopez. So George Lopez is getting dragged through the coals for what some say he um, is him acting like a gatekeeper enlisting or to enlist. Well, enlist. Enlist. Okay, so let me say this again. Because it was a lot. Tongue tied real quick. George Lopez is getting dragged through the coals for what some say is him acting like a gatekeeper, um, gatekeeping elitist. Elitist. I don't know why. I've been going through that this week. Um, Elitist in stand up comedy. This after kind of putting down a fellow Latino comic. George Lopez is getting dragged through the coals for... Why is this? Okay. You know what? I gotta... It was a typo. She repeated twice. Um, Trevano said it was incumbent for um, on the OGs of the business, like George, to pass down the knowledge and assist up and corners in... You know, people breaking through. Everybody wants a shot, and we—I'll get to that in a minute. I will totally get to that in a minute. But George Lopez disagrees um, on the way to go about that. He acknowledged he hadn't always been the most helpful, but noted that he had shown the way, arguing it was on others to chart their own path um, the way he has. Trevano pushed back. Um, and invoking Ralph Barbosa, a young guy who's blow, blowing up right now in stand-up. And George almost immediately took issue with his name being mentioned. George also um, asked, George asked why Trevano had, um, was bringing up the young man, um, suggesting that he wasn't famous worthy of getting roped into the conversation. He then asked the room if it ha- if it was messed up, he was saying that. But in the end, he stood his ground in writing Barbosa off as a rel- relatively nobody. Like, he, he's just nobody to him. His takeaway points was, look out for yourself. Um, it would seem... In his mind, that means not talking about other um, comics or giving them a plug in any kind of way. Something Paul Rodriguez... uh Uh-uh. Okay. I don't know. One of these phones... I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, speaking of that, phone lines are open. But his takeaway points was, look out for yourself. It was seen in his mind that means not talking about other comics or giving them a plug in any kind of way. Something Paul Rodriguez has alluded to when it comes to what he says is George's track record on these sort of things. Um, A resurfaced clip of Paul telling a story about George is now making its rounds in wake of the Barbosa snub. It's crazy. It paints an interesting picture. It would seem that even among among George's um, contemporaries, he's got a bad rap for not ex- 
um, extending or a helping hand to Latinos. Man, I'm going to tell y'all something in a second, but let me finish this. So George would like to um, would likely disagree with the characterization, but he um, he's also pretty clear in how he thinks he can best serve people, including Hispanics. A bootstrap approach, no doubt. As for Ralph, he's responded to all the chatter that um, has been spawned and a clip he posted is quite telling. It's a scene from the movie um, Blood In, Blood Out, uh, where Benjamin Bratt is getting grilled by his relatives for turning his back on his own people. <sighs> Let me say this, people. <clears throat> there are a lot of people out here that we wish would take us under their wing and show us the way, even myself. Well, I'm fortunate because I'm able to, you know, I'm learning from some of the top people in the industry right now. I go to class every Monday and I mean, every, I'm sorry, Monday, every Tuesday and every Thursday. And I've learned, I've been learning from people who work for networks like Netflix and um, CBS and, you know, I'm learning from people who have accomplished a lot, right? So I'm grateful to, to them. Also, people from Spotify, you name it, these people come and speak to us in our class, right? But then you have the people who could give two flying... I don't want to cuss, but, you know, they don't care. They don't care. And the reason why they don't care is because for them, it's more important for them to advance than it is for them to care about you advancing. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But at the same time, we all wish that there were people out there that would look out for us and give us some knowledge and show us the way. Because everybody wants to advance. And I'm quite sure I could say the same for Mr. Barbosa. He wants to advance in the um, comedy industry. And what I also say from what I understand from comedians, I like a lot of com different comedians, female comedians, male comedians. They always say it's a long, hard road. But then you have people like, I'm going to give you an example people like Carlos Miller and Chico Bean who show love. They, I mean, they help even though, listen, DC Young Fly is great in his own right, right? He made his way. He found his path and he got in there and he did his thing, but they're teaching him a lot too. So I don't agree with George that, you know, you should just boot, you know, by the bootstraps. You just get in there yourself and you do it yourself. I think that everybody, especially if you're already there and you know this person is coming up, should try to help everybody. But at the same time, again, we're talking about somebody who is only worried about their self and how he's going to advance because, and which is weird because George Lopez has been in the industry for years, for years. And he's had a pretty lucrative career because he's done movies and things of that nature. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. 
Um, but at the same time, he still has to eat, still has the tour, he still has to do things, he still has to do movies, he still has to work. Because money does not last forever. You can get a million dollar deal for a movie, right? But that million dollars will dwindle if you're not consistently doing movies. You're going to have to keep doing what you do in order to be successful in the movie industry and as well as the comedy industry. You just, you have to work. So maybe he feels, and I'm I'm not saying, because everything on this podcast is alleged, I'm not saying this is exactly how he feels, but maybe he feels like Mr. Barbosa is his competition and he don't like that. You feel me? That's not something he, he don't want that. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Um, So I think we all just have to have a degree of understanding about how people work. Psychology. This Everybody's not going to be happy for you and everybody's not going to be rooting for you and everybody's not going to have your back and, and show you the way. So you have to... I, I do agree with George on this standpoint. You have to despite whether or not somebody else is going to ride for you, you have to find your own way. You got to do what you're going to do and you can't let anybody stop you from doing what you're going to do. And if you're going to be great, then you're going to be great. And sometimes you got to be great by yourself. I don't know. I think that's the simplest way to like explain it. You feel me? Like sometimes you just absolutely have to be great by yourself. Everybody's not going to have your back. They're just not. And that's that. Um, so, George, though, give the boy, the young boy, a shot. He, he, he is looking for your tutelage. And he wants it. So let him have it. I'm just saying. He thinks you're a great man and that you could show him the way. That's it. Um, be flattered. You know, that maybe, but it wasn't even a situation where Barbosa went to him and was like, George, please show me the way. It was a situation where they were having a conversation, George and the other gentleman, and Bar- Bar- Barbosa's name came up. But it's just ugh, it's unattractive, George. It's very unattractive. It's not even cute. It's ridiculous. It's just like, ah. Uh. Now, what if nobody ever... And on top of that, maybe not so much in the stand-up aspect of things, but what if no no one ever gave him a shot? Then he would just be regular, regular-ass George Lopez walking around here like everybody else. So it's, it's, it's weird. Now, this next story that we're going to have a conversation about... Ooh... It's going to be very hard for me to say it without saying the words that aren't allowed on YouTube. Um, it's cool on Facebook, but not so much on YouTube, right? So bear with me as I try to work through this story without saying the word. I don't know. Okay, I think I know how I'm going to spend it. I think I think I know how I'm spending it because I don't want to say the word. Um, but it's going to be hard, kind of hard. I don't know. It's going to be hard. So, the BTK serial header. I'll use that word, header. So, 
but you can kind of, he's a serial header, but you can kind of figure out what I'm talking about. But okay, the BTK serial header is back on police radar. By, um, but this time we're told it's to see if he has any connection to the disappearance of an Oklahoma teenager back in se- 1976. Well, I want to do history so bad because, look, I'm trying to put him in 1776. Lord. Um, but anyway, 1976. The B- um, BTK hitter's real name is Dennis um, Raider. And he was interviewed in January 20, um, on January 20th by um, Osage County Sheriff Eddie Verdon and three other investigators at Eldorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. That's where BTK is serving 10 life term sentences for hitting, because I can't say the word, 10 people from 1974 to 1991. He was captured in 2005 after um, sending police taunting letters using the moniker blind, I'm buying torture hit. I'm not going to say the word because I'm going to get in trouble, but you know what he was saying. Um, And if you know who the BTK killed, the BTK dude is, then you know what he did. Uh, Raider said the um, the cops wanted to know if he was involved in the disappearance of a 16-year-old um, Cynthia Don Kenny in Piscatuan, Oklahoma, on June 23, 1976. Kenny was reported missing, um, was reported last seen leaving um, Osage Laundry Mat and getting into a beige 1976 Plymouth Belvedere with two people under suspicious circumstances. No one has been arrested. This is weird to me. I'm going to explain to you in a minute why it's weird to me. <laughs> now, BTK said the police thought he might have a connection to Kenny Kenny's case because he was actively committing uh with Wichita, in Wichita, Kansas, during the time frame, Wichita is only about two hour, a two hour drive from Piscatua, Piscatua, or Piscatua, I can't even say. It's a two hour drive from where, you know, the lo- the young lady went missing. The kill, BTKA also said cops asked him about his connection to Oklahoma and a and the Boy Scouts. BTK admitted he was in Oklahoma as a Boy Scout, but um but several years before and after 1976. So it's a lot. Um BTK um he he denied any involvement in the Kenny case. Sheriff Vernon confirmed that he and the other um, investigators visited BTK in prison to interview the serial hitter in a roundabout way regarding Kenny's case. Uh, Vernon said investigators were pursuing leads and doing their due diligence to see if BTK fits into Kenny's case considering 
he his criminal activities around that time. Um, Burden said there's similarities between the time frames. She disappeared in the daytime. Um, most of BTK's stuff occurred in the daytime hours. Some of the stuff that motivated B2K um, motivated BTK. There are similarities, but Vernon declined further elaboration. Uh, during the interview, Vernon said that he also gathered personal information from B2K, but about his early life, military services, and his hits. I'm trying very hard. I told you it was going to be very hard for me to tell you the story without me saying the word. Verdant ended with this. There's additional research going to be done to either rule out the BTK or rule him in. So that's what they're talking about. Listen, that was a very hard one to get through because it's very hard telling about this man and not saying what he did. But I think I did okay. I got to work on that. But I think I did okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, they said that the young ladies, um, when she went missing, she got in a car, a beige car, with two individuals. That's why I kind of find it very hard that it, it doesn't register that it was him because he never committed any of his uh, offenses with anyone. He always did it by himself. So I was like, I don't know. They said, but, you know, the witnesses could have easily been mistaken by saying it was two individuals or, you know, anything. I just said this early in the show. Anything's possible. But I just don't see how he would tie into all of that if there were two people in the car besides her. That would make three people in the car. And again, he worked alone. He didn't work with other people. He always worked alone. Um, and it, <clears throat> you know, what's crazy to me, the, um, people such as himself that once they do what they do, but, you know, I watch a lot of true crime situations and, um, you know, crime shows and things of that nature. Right. So I find it very interesting that they always want to taunt the police once they haven't gotten caught. It's weird to me. Not all of them, but a lot of them. It's just like, so you want to get caught. And maybe in deep down in, a, in their soul, they do want to get caught. You feel like maybe they're tired of doing what it is that they were doing, so to speak. I don't know. But it's just weird to me that they do that. It's just crazy. It's like, okay, you want them to come get you. You want them they, you want them to find you. And then the thing about his case is they didn't find him till 2005. He was doing his thing from 70, I believe it was, what did I just say? I think it was 74. Yeah, 70, about 74 to, uh, let me make sure I'm correct. Yeah, 74 to two, 1991. And they didn't catch him until 2005. But the thing is, too, here's the thing. Forensics has changed over the years. Things are different now. 
Um, they can find out all kinds of things. DNA is one of those things that like the whole forensic process is different now. Even with even down to cell phones. I was watching something earlier about a case and they were looking for this woman. And back when the incident happened to her, and it was here, here in Maryland, um, when it happened to her, cell phone technology was different. So they couldn't get the ping off of the, the, the satellite or they couldn't get the ping off of the towers. They had to really go through and look at her individual phone calls and see who she was talking to the most. So forensics has changed. And that's why in 2005, they caught him because forensics has changed over the years. So it's interesting, but I still say, I don't know. I just, and to be honest, like he's been honest, pretty honest about, you know, once they caught him and he had to sit down and confess about the things that he's done. He's been very honest about the things that he's done. You would have to go and, do your research on who this gentleman is, but he's been very um, transparent about the things that he's done. So I don't believe that he had any anything to do with this young lady, but at the same time, you never know. You just never know. So I don't know. But he's been, been very, you know, since confessing and stuff, he's been very transparent about it. So I just don't see how it would go together, but we are going to take a quick commercial break and then I'm going to do quick topics and then I'm going to get to show on love because I always like to show love to my audience and I miss you guys, but I'm here. I'm here and I'll be right back. I will. Want last minute brands? Oh my gosh. No, hold on. Want last minute brand design help? Get top-tier Fiverr freelance creatives at your fingertips, fast, with secure payments and 24-7 support. Head to Fiverr.com today and get something started. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Hey. All right, so I wanted to do a quick commercial because I don't want to spend too much time on a commercial. Anyway, so let's get to these quick topics. Um, okay, J. Jolicure. Also known, I mean, that David Jolicure, also known as Dave in Trogoy of the Dove, was one of these three. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Was one of the founding members of De La Soul. He has passed away, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. You know me. It is me. It is me. Your girl, Labora Lee. First of all, I'm sorry about that commercial. Okay. It popped up there. If you know me, one thing I love, one thing I love with my core is hip-hop music. So that's tragic to me. Let me put this down before I pop to another commercial that I don't want to pop to. Um, That's tragic, man. So they didn't, we don't know how he paid. Well, I don't know how he passed, but that's part of my quick topics this evening. I just talked about this in the beginning of the show, but we'll talk about it again. Of course, Rihanna's pregnant again. I personally said, ASAP Rocky, you had one job to do. One job and one job only. Don't be out here messing around on this girl. Definitely don't put your hands on her. She's been through enough with that. 
But you have one job, and that's to keep that girl happy, and you're doing it. You know how I know you're doing it? Because she's pregnant again. That's how I know you're doing it. Baby number two on the way. Um, she had the big she the big reveal happened on during her Super Bowl halftime show. I saw people, oh my gosh, it's funny people's reaction reaction to this. Um uh another one of my favorite YouTubers, she posted like, is it me or is Rihanna pregnant again? I was like, yeah, that big old belly, she's pregnant. Um was I scared? Because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I'm kind of a hater a little bit. My team wasn't there, so I didn't really want to watch it. I'm a hater. Uh, <laughs> but I did get to go back and check out the halftime show because, you know, you could find anything on YouTube. So I did go and check out the halftime show. I will say now that we, you know, she exposed that she's pregnant, that halftime show was very scary for me. I mean, especially as a woman who's carried a child for nine months. Scary because of the platforms that she was performing on. That was scary. It was like, I know that they they do things to secure the situation, but that was really, really scary for me. Now, what I do love, I don't mind that she was getting a dance on. Listen, when you're pregnant, you need your exercise. You need to be able to move and, and exercise one thing I'm very proud of is when I was pregnant with my daughter, walking was the thing. Um, wasn't good on my feet because they were always swollen, but exercise is very important when you're pregnant. So, you know, just keeping up with things that you would normally do. It's very important when you're pregnant. Um, so if dancing is something that you normally do, then dancing is what you do. If walking, in my case, is what you do, my ambitious ones, then walking is what you do. But you don't stop doing the things that you normally would do. Um, you know, it's, especially if you're already past that first trimester, it's good to just keep it up, get in the groove, handle your business. But that platform thing scared the bejesus out of me. It scared me so bad. I was like, oh, Rihanna, what are you doing? Why are you up there? Um, but, you know, people had their conversations about it. Some didn't like the performance. Some did. But, you know, it is what it is. Funkmaster flex men's fences with the Wu-Tang Clan after a decades-long, a decades-old beef the DJ also teased the possibility of a co collaboration. First of all, y'all see them. Oh, you you can see the W. Don't play with the Wu Funk Flex. Uh, you lucky, you know they they you lucky they older now because back in the day, well I'm quite sure he he knows. Back in the day, they was on one and they did not come to play. But shout out to Wu Tang Clan. I'm glad that was in the news. <laughs> um, Barney purchase um, the Barney franchise is getting relaunched with a film, animated series, and more. Oh, oh, this is I don't know how to feel about that. But anyway, um, I don't know because you know all the controversy behind the purple dinosaur. I don't know. Um, I'm, my daughter, she not going to be with the Barney stuff. She older now. She don't care about no Barney. She care about video games. I don't even know if most kids care about Barney, but we'll see. Um, YouTube announces Las Vegas residency. It's normal. That sounds about right. Um, I'm not shocked at all. 
Pretty Ricky's Baby Blue. I told y'all, I said this on another episode, but I wasn't sure. But now I'm sure. So Pretty Ricky's Baby Blue released early from prison after the 24... I talked about this with the young lady with the PPP loan thing and how she's not going to get time like how he got time. But he was released early after the $24 million PPP scam. Yeah, I said it. Okay. Announced name change. And he's also said a new album will drop soon. You got to do something. That's what you did. You were an entertainer. Um, You were part of a group, Pretty Ricky. You know, all the young ladies loved you. I don't know what this album is going to be about, how it's going to work itself out and all that good stuff. But I'm, 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 I'm hoping that now that you're coming, that you're released, that you're home, that you will change the way you've done things. That PPP must ain't nothing to play with. I still say that the young lady probably won't get what he got at all. So it is what it is. Um, but congratulations, I guess. You're home, I guess. I don't know. I don't... What do you say to that? Well, no, when people come home from prison, you most people are happy about it. Like, oh, yay, such and such free. And then, you know, they spend a lot of time like free such and such or free blah, blah, blah. So I guess congratulations are in order. You're out of prison and now it's time to move forward. Problem is, is now you have a felony on your back. But... That's why you should get in the studio and try to make some really good music so that you can maintain and survive. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now I got to show some love. I do. Shout out to anybody who has watched from YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, you know, wherever you watch from. Thank you for tuning in. You're awesome. You are. You are. You are. But now I want to give love to the people who come through and listen to the podcast <clears throat> they come through they listen to the podcast they show love and they're amazing and i love them very much i appreciate them that's why i keep doing what i do but i'm gonna show them love really really quickly because i i, I just have to so my top six Mm-mm-mm. my top six big love to the united states france germany india uk the uk and also Belgium. Mm-hmm. These five, these top, these six country countries always come through, show love, download the podcast, and I appreciate you for it. Much love to you. And until somebody come through and download the way y'all download, y'all my top six. Thanks. I appreciate you so much. I do. Um, but I have more love to show because they're not the only ones that come and show love. They just the top. That's they do the most. They download the most. Brazil, big shout out to you. Netherlands, big shout out to you. Um, Singapore, big shout out to you. South Africa, big shout out to you. Spain, Philippines, Australia, big love to you. Japan, Mexico, Ireland, Nepal, Mauritius, big love to you. Israel, Canada, and Hong Kong, big love to you. I'm not done. Oh, I'm totally not done at all. Mm. Uh, Russia, I don't, I still don't know, but big love to Russia. Y'all come through too. I see y'all. Uh, China, big love to you. I don't know how I mean either, but whatever. Um, India, no, I said India already. 
Poland. Big shout out to you, Tunisia. Big shout out to you, uh, Venezuela. Hi, babies. Big shout out to you, but I'm still not finished. Ha <laughs> ha. You thought I was done. I absolutely am not finished. I got to get the rest of my list, though. So give me a second. Oh, I know where it is. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know what this... I'm going to have to check this out and see what's good with this. But here we go. I had to pull this up really quickly because I closed it out earlier and I didn't mean to. But it's okay. It's okay. All right, there we go. Um, let's see who else is on this list. Uh, so I said Russia. Uh, Switzerland, big shout out to you. Indonesia, big shout out to you. Turkey, big shout I love you guys. Big shout out to you. Austria, big love to you. Um, I think that's everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not everybody on this list. Uh, Kenya. No, that's not the side of the list. Uh, yeah, Kenya is on this list. Big shout out to you as well. And then last but not least, last but not least, Nigeria. Big love to you. I appreciate you guys coming through, checking out the podcast. You don't have to, but you do. And I love you for it. Thank you so, so, so much. I do. I love you guys for that. It's great. It's awesome. Now, where are we at on time? Okay, there are some things I have to say before I get out of here. First and foremost, if you would like to be a guest on the show, let's scroll on at the bottom. Um, you have suggestions, are you looking for advertisement, then hit me up, ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com, ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com. Big love. You know? And if I do invite you on, please don't miss your appointment. It's very important to me. Um, this has been scrolling the whole time, but if you would like to call into the show, you always are free to do so. Let's see. Okay. You are always free to do so if you please, and I will take your call or you could text and I'll read your text via, you know, on the show. Um, you can ask me to drop the link and you can come on the show if you are well behaved. Uh, or you could just drop a comment, you know. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. It's free. It's the free way to show love to this podcast. Absolutely, it's free. Um, and you help us out a lot over here. Um, if I do decide to play a video, which I do from time to time, especially on Fire Fridays, know that I have permission to play it. I wouldn't play it if I didn't. You know, I go about it the proper way. I do. I do. Check out our website, www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. Again, www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. You can always check out the boutique while you're over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure can. If you would like to donate to the show, dollar sign, capital L-U-R-L-U-C-I-D-I-T-Y. Lord Lucidity. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen, and the link is in the description in the link tree link above or below, depending on how you're watching this. And know that this podcast is streaming on all streaming sites. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, even on Amazon. We're everywhere. So check it out. You might have missed an episode or something, and it might be an episode you want to catch up on or something. That, you know, it's something there for you. So go check it out, okay? And yeah, so that's what we're going to say about that. I'm going to put this back on the screen for a second. I got some things to say. Oh, we 
got time. Um, make sure you check out um, Fire Friday first because we will be doing a show this Friday. I am no longer on vacation. Um, so check out Fire Friday. Um, we will be playing videos and maybe, who knows, we might get a new video. We'll see. It's only a couple of more days until then. Um, and then on Saturday, check out Hood History. Um, I will be talking about some monumental figures from my city. Um, I will try to make sure I add other people into the equation as well. But it's one specific lady that I want to talk about. And I'm going to tell you why I want to talk about her is because when I lived on this this particular street, I walked past her house, which is now a museum now, every day. And I always wanted to go in there. Still haven't had a chance to get in the building, but I did have like a virtual tour of the building. And uh, it's beautiful. It's exquisite. So I'm going to talk about her and the things that she's done for Black history, like not only black, the civil rights movement, how she paved the way in that way and countless other things that she's done. So we're going to talk about her. I love her story. It's very interesting. So we'll get to that on Hood History this Saturday. So make sure you check that out as well. Now, there are some things that I have to say before I get out of here because I say them every show. That's what I say. Um, first things first, mind your business. Mind your business. Let me tell you why you mind your business. Because everybody's business is not your business. Mind your business. It's safer that way. It's a crazy world out here right now. And we really need to mind our business. It's important. Safe. Now, you want to hear other people's business. I did it today because I was, I was on vacation on my day. But... Come here every media Monday and I'll tell you other people's business because that's what I do on media Mondays and sometimes on Wednesdays. But most importantly, mind your business. It's very important. Very important. Secondly, love your babies, hug your babies, cherish your babies, tell them that they are the greatest of all times. Listen, I give a speech every morning to even children that are not mine. And I get a new kid joining the speech group every morning. And it's dope. I, I don't mind it. I'm cool with that. But tell your babies they're awesome. Encourage them to be great and to do whatever it is they set their minds to. If they want to work for NASCAR, then tell them to be the best NASCAR driver, pit boss, commentator, whatever else they do over there at NASCAR. Tell them to be great at it. If they want to work for NASA, then tell them to be the best astronaut, engineer, janitor, uh, receptionist, secretary, or whatever else they do at NASA. I don't know. I don't work there either. Never have. But encourage them to be great. It's very important to who they become when they become adults. So do that. Last but not least, oh, last but not least, uh, you know, sometimes you got to let them know. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane because you jump in my lane, you're going to have a problem and you don't want that. You jump in my lane, you're getting this. You don't want her. She's not that nice. You want her. She's 
sweet and cuddly and cute and amazing and all the good stuff. And especially her. Because if I'm crying, I'm happy. So, but also when you jump into other people's lanes, usually a collision happens. And who needs that? Nobody needs that. So just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. So it's really easy to do. I think that people make it hard to do. So just stay in your lane. Okay. Now, I'm about to get out of here because I got things in my household that I need to do before the morning. I am a mom, my kid has school, and I got to prepare. So with that being said, man, you guys are extraordinary. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. You guys are great. And come back on Fire Friday for the music. Come back on Saturday for Hood History because a new episode is coming. And I will talk to you then. Good night. Bye, babies. (laughs) 